0: Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Rawcast, your weekly uh, dissection of everything Brisbane Raw FC. You might notice that I am not James Price. Uh, He has decided that he's had enough, and he's just decided to bugger off for the day. Um, So you're left with me, Dave Stewart, and I am joined uh, through popular demand, and and pretty much the only one we could get on the show, uh, with Danny Butts. How are you, Dan?
1: Yeah, I'm well, thanks. I already had my swimming lessons, so I am available (laughs) for the pod this week.
0: Yeah, I I barely survived the inundation <laughs> of water that I was enjoying over the weekend, but we'll get onto that a bit later on. <laughs> um, as I said, it's just the two of us here today, so this will probably keep things nice and short. But we'll start off with uh, well, we'll start off with the team that got the senior team that got the most points this weekend. <laughs> Wellington Phoenix won. Uh, Thomas Ahmed in the forty-second minute. Brisbane War Raw one with. Goal! Goal mabratu in the 86th minute. Uh, down there at Newcastle's uh, McDonald's Jones Stadium uh, in front of a, a massive attendance of 1,432. Um, from my vantage point, I would dispute even that. Uh, bookings <laughs> for Macaulay Gillespie in the fifth, Corey Brown in the 10th, James McGarry for Wellington in the 68th, Tim Payne in the 80th for Wellington, uh, McCoy Gillespie in the 90th plus second minute for his red card uh, and Tom Aldred a minute later as well Ben oh, ho, ho. these are 7 games without a win now mate what was your um, what was, your, analysis? What was your, your general thoughts on the game
1: it's a tough one 7 games without a win I think that's 3 goals in total in those 7 games Ooh, good um, Point. so that's Probably just as damning as the the yeah. run of bad form uh yeah. I don't know i'm I'm so if like I'm probably at the point where I'm getting a bit fed up and <laughs> since Rick's not here to level me out a little bit this week <laughs> I'm tempted to just have a blast at being I mean the the conditions so it was slow um it was not like it didn't look to have too much of a plan we just we just struggled to string anything together like i say the conditions could could have that but i I don't know i I, the problem is it's seven games losing now and we totally changed things up and i don't know maybe i throw to you on that one like we totally changed all the formation and strategy is this we're, we're desperate now or is it oh this is just plan b or c or Whatever, I or... think
0: Warren Moon had to try something. Yeah. Um, I don't think the conditions probably helped in making that transition. I, thought, well, I mean, it could have helped because it could have hampered Wellington in the same way as it was hampering us and that maybe gave us a little bit more leeway to try something. Uh, but obviously, we've ended up going with uh, Kudo up top with Wenzel Halls kind of as a top two, um, which to be honest, I think Dylan Wenzel Halls needs uh, an extra man up top to okay. work with. I think that's how he works best. Um, and then you had the three in the middle, very little width outside of the wing backs. I think the wing backs provided pretty much all the width. Um, and and I I think it sometimes suits when you do have a player that will, you know, like a Danzaki, like a champions that will swing out wide, create that extra man out wide, and, and 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 you know be the extra option or be that extra support player for like a Corey Brown, like a uh, Jack Hingett to be able to play off. Because they overlap as well, you know, and it's harder to overlap um, each other when you're just one person doing the running up and down the wing. Um, So I think the formation change is probably Warren Moon's trying to do something a bit different given that we have not won for, for six games and had, like I said, at that point scored two goals in that six games. Was it a success? No, not yet. Maybe maybe it's something that you need to stick with for a couple of games to see how it plays out. Maybe Warren Moon needs to be more flexible with these tactics against particular opposition as opposed to having a set stalled, this is how we're gonna play. We'll see how that goes. But um That's a good point. I think, it's I, think, fair
1: to... I think it'd be good to be more we've got such an array of players, if we can get them working together, customizing to suit opponents, we're probably one of the few teams that can really do that with our players. Like with <laughs> Selection of sort of equally skilled players across the board,
0: and you can see that to some degree with the um, uh, with the second half. So the first half we were it was it was all Wellington, and we basically had. Um, I mean, being at the game, uh, we were down in one corner, and pretty much all the game was down in front of us. Second half, it was the other way around, and all the game was still in front of us because <laughs> it was just all Brisbane instead. Um, Patches obviously the other way, but. You know, we were much stronger and we piled on the pressure and we were able to give Oli Sale a serve and that was fantastic. <laughs> but you know, it was. It changed, I think, with. I mean, you have guys like Danzaki and Champions come on 10 minutes into the second half. And look how much extra extra running, extra early energy subs. they bring. Yeah. That's, well, that's, me, it. that's me clapping into sal- the microphone. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah it, it makes a difference i think um hmm. what were your thoughts with uh with their impact
1: yeah i liked it i'm i feel like it's blasphemy to leave someone like Rico on the bench um i can only imagine a he's played every game while we've been struggling so that's a, a scratch against him Maybe and he just doesn't like playing in the rain yeah well to be fair the <laughs> way he plays may not even suit like short spaces yeah. and a lot of running with the ball they might have said look let's." Play it harder and longer, and, and use the space a bit more. So,
0: let's see if it dries out a bit. So, Warren, have you seen the forecast, mate? <laughs> <laughs> it, it ain't drying out it's in Newcastle. It's not a cricket. It's not a test match, mate. Maybe <laughs> it will put the covers on and just let him run out. We'll, after.
1: A- we'll attack them later. There'll be cracks in the pitch. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, <it's>... Jesus. <laughs> just get the key out. Make sure the <laughs> cracks aren't opening up too much. <laughs> <laughs> um. You you probably give me a, a better opinion of the of their goal. So Ahmed, obviously they were piling on the pressure at this stage, but Ahmed with his with the goal in the forty second minute. From from my vantage point, I can only really see a little bit in the sense that it, it really kind of bounced out to to him, and then he's just lashed it home uh, after a bit of kind of ball bounce around here, there, and everywhere. But from the TV coverage, what were your thoughts on? on a, yeah, it's one uh, of those. Was it coming? Do you think it was coming?
1: Yeah. See, this is the hard part, and. This all depends on where you sit on the optimism scale. It's unfortunate that that goal ended up being a goal because the defender got a foot to it, must have been ordered, didn't quite get it. Maybe, again, the conditions or it spat out a bit awkward. It just didn't quite go where you would normally expect it to go. Popped up for him, and he's too good to miss that easy, easy finish into the bottom corner, I believe. So, unfortunate. But if you look at that opportunity as a symptom of how we were playing in the first half like there was a chance in like the third minute for Pisco Piscopo (laughs) Piscopo, (laughs) Uh, and then there was another one I think off David Ball that hit the post and like we were getting hammered in that first half so it was kind of a, it was coming but the problem with that again like I say as a symptom of how we're playing that all started back on halfway because Jack Hingott came in to like execute the press on someone in the center and they went wide into his space and then that person just scaled down the wing and hoofed it into the striker and I I start seeing things like that not all the time but a few times and I feel like the f- the structure didn't work for us I'm really apprehensive about moving Jay O'Shea further back down the line because yeah. we're trying to play more like uh, and I always draw inspiration of other teams like you look at the way Perth play and we've clearly said well he's going to be the Kilkenny role but he's not and he doesn't do the defensive work and we seem to really want him back behind the play to orchestrate but it, I just don't think that's Jay O'Shea and I think we the longer we persist he needs persist...
0: to be that, the further forward one doesn't he Yeah, the longer we persist but with him back Dan, there let or... Daly and Akbari do the yeah. let Daly and Akbari do that hard yards in the back there and let O'Shea be the one that's releasing the players ahead of him. You just mentioned that about Hingert coming in to execute the press and then leaving this gigantic space out wide. That comes back to what we were talking about beforehand, about that narrow um, formation, mm. which puts everyone in the middle of the park, yeah. but then leaves your wing back as your only width. Yeah. And once they come central, then you've given them a wing. Yeah. And it creates, it creates opportunities for them to get down there. It doesn't necessarily mean they'll go there. It doesn't mean they're always going kind to of take advantage of it or even do anything with it. But it opens it up, especially if you've got your full-backs, you know, or your wing-backs, sorry, coming in to, to be that part of formation. Yeah. Um, and that's where a little bit of extra support um, probably would be helpful. Um, second half, though, like I said, a bit stronger. <laughs> carried on a bit better. Um, there was an issue with handbags in the box. <laughs> the uh, the scuffle in the penalty area. Do you... um?
1: Were you down in front did of that one or was it the other one? end of the park?
0: Uh, hey, it was all in front of me, yeah. <laughs> oh,
1: you should go then, Come <laughs> did you, on. Could you what? see
0: anything? <laughs> well, I didn't actually see what happened at the time because the ball actually went out for a corner. And at the time, we we're making, and I'll, I'll maybe get onto it later, but we we're making a big thing with Alana about giving us a corner. It's like, oh, come on, Alana, give us a corner. give us... Finally, gave us a corner and we were cheering about that and basically on top of every single corner we could get after that. Um, that happened, that's what happened. The ball went out for a corner and all of a sudden we looked up and everyone was scuffling. I did watch it back, though. To find out what happened, yep. yeah. McCauley Gillespie maybe got David Ball in a bit of a headlock at one point. Just yeah, a little bit of a I don't know. I feel like
1: corner. Ball, like they were both wrestling.
0: Oh, they were wrestling. Yeah, off. yeah they were wrestling <laughs> as the ball was coming in from a, a corner. Yeah. Um, I just think Ball ended up kind of being kind of like leaning forward, and McCauley's arm was just happened to be over his head, and yeah, one of those things. But oh, did that he mean to like the
1: throw him off?
0: Yeah, he definitely did, but if
1: Ball had done Look, the same just, motion, it would have been roles reverse. So.
0: <laughs> I just don't think McCauley was going to move to, to <laughs> let Ball out. Is that, that's your prerogative to get out of there. If you want to put your head under my armpit, have a whiff, mate. Good luck. <laughs> Actually, we're
1: going to talk um, about David Ball. And this is one of those touchy subjects. But seriously, the A-League has to have a think about this um, head injury, the way it works... There was one instance... Was he
0: he the one that got punched by Sale?
1: Ah, I'm not sure, but him, uh, earlier on in the game, he got one where he got, like, someone put a hand on his chest or something, and he went down, because he was challenging for the ball, and then he, like... And so, he fell, but he, like, landed on his hip or something, and he grabbed his face, because he knows that if he grabs his face, they have to stop the game, and... The impact of him falling yeah. could have been anywhere on his body. It was not his head. And it was so clear. And no one said like commentary. No, he didn't get in trouble. They didn't make him go off or anything. They just came in and went, oh, it's a head knock. We stopped the game. Have a look. Oh, he's all right. Play on. And it was like, I'm seeing that more and more now. And he obviously did that because we won that challenge and went up the field. And I say, if yeah. he's hurt, he should be hurt. But the idea is just you hold your head now regardless and you get the game stopped.
0: It's a tricky one, isn't it? Because yeah. you've got to look after player welfare. Yeah, and there are situations where you know you could fall down. Yeah, you land on your on your hip, but the whiplash effect of your head hitting the ground might actually do damage. If he's not actually hit the ground with his head, yeah. then
1: there was one know, really clear one.
0: Some sort of retros- retrospective thing from from the league. I, don't I don't think know. that's the only way. I it's, think they um, have to do that punishment after games. It's the only way. It's it's a tricky one because you've got to. The referee has to play that player safety first and foremost, mm. but um, but yeah, um, on the on the as we game moved on, Cyrus Demi um, came on as a substitute. Yeah. Now, I'll be brutally honest. I noticed his name come up on the scoreboard uh, when he came on. I was like, oh, cool debut. And I, from my vantage point, I didn't see a lot of him, but I did hear that there was one point where he's basically fouled, got up and carried on. It was pretty pretty impressive to see. They didn't just kind of fall down, and take a dive. What were your overall impressions of him? Yeah, um, I don't think
1: he, don't think he had a lot to do. Um, the, the later in the game, it says he came around the seventy second minute, so we were we were backing five six guys forward at that point and just pounding him. Um, but yeah, energetic, probably exactly what you want from a debutant who gets twenty minutes. He he wanted the ball. He wanted to run at people. He didn't look out of place. I think it was good. It was. Um, telling that he came on before some other guys <laughs> who we will soon mention.
0: You mean, Riddle South?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely him, yeah. yeah
0: Macklin Freck would be gutted that Cyrus that got on before him. Absolutely gutted. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of the one that did come on uh, later, Golgor Rombrado did come on and then two minutes later um, equalised, scored a goal to... First touch, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, the man's got class, he just puts it in first time well, I mean, and then just doesn't do anything else.
1: He's been so bad with his feet for the last three weeks, probably just went, <laughs> screw it.
0: I mean, before today, the, his best touch was um, was a chest up so that he could volley over the crossbar. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it makes sense that the, the, the next, or well, the best touch he has outside of that is a header, which happens to go on goal. So, um, excellent. Look, Fair credit to... Um, to Corey Brown the lead-up to this. Gets a tackle in that yeah. wins the ball, gets it to um, Gillespie to whip in the cross. Um, Brown doesn't chase that down and, and get to that first. We're on the back foot. Gillespie's you know, jogging, uh, running backwards to maybe get sent off earlier, but <laughs> that ball doesn't go in there. Mibradu <laughs> doesn't doesn't get to the end of that, and we're still sitting here talking about how shitty he is. Mm. Um, great for him. Disappointed he didn't run over to the three of us in the fucking away bay that was go on mental, but you know, COVID. <laughs> I understand. Um, but uh, good to see. Well, I'm still holding holding judgment on whether he's any good. If he starts to go on a goal scoring spree that that you know lights the League up, then I'll eat all of my words. But um, I think we're probably more fortuitous that he was the one on the end of that, because I think there was one other player that was looking for that ball as well. Um, and uh, and we'll see kind of how it evolves, but. Yeah. Do you think did Gogo do anything outside of that, or was it just um, no? Nah. But right place, right time. I'm
1: gonna say, did you notice that Kudo, Kudo, Kudo was playing? Cause I didn't. I did
0: notice it, but <laughs> purely because I was I was looking for him at one point. <laughs> like, uh, it was a little bit anonymous.
1: I don't. I think it's it's so weird. You've got, uh, Mobratu who, like, he wants to be involved. He just doesn't look good. Yep. And you've got kudo who (laughs) just doesn't ever seem to be involved and but he looks like he's got a bit of skill and so i'm sort of i don't know you need to like find a way to like cut them in half and stitch them together and you get a complete forward in there somewhere
0: (laughs) (laughs) get the um the the skill and ability of uh of of kudo and the uh, i suppose the um uh, energy of Murata. Is it? Um... And you get a, you will get an MPL level player. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, look, we'll we'll see how that goes. Obviously, we'll, say, if he if he goes on and scores goals every week now, you know, starts to put four or five or six on the board, then I'll eat my words. But um, uh, I think it's a I think well, it's a great goal to when it's a great point. It, it, I'm thinking it might be a one-off situation.
1: Let me let me throw let's something else at you if you don't mind. So Wellington, yeah. we talked about like narrow football. Wellington put in six crosses that game because they were pretty narrow. They like to go through the middle with Devella. How many crosses do you think we made?
0: Uh, infinity, because we play all of. Although we're playing a narrow f- team, we were playing everything down the wings.
1: Thirty-two crosses. So we were, v- yeah. And we scored that yeah. one, and that was only when we brought on a sub who can actually win headers, like,
0: yeah. Uh, we we just. Uh, our entire game plan didn't change yeah we it just don't play a have ideas put it in.
1: yeah we have no ideas
0: it needs to improve it absolutely needs to and improve I, I don't
1: like um, what's your take on like Scotty McDonald might be back is is that the self like does he gel this whole thing together in a way that we get something or is it like no our problems are a bit more
0: deep-seated than that I think it will help really because he becomes that focal point that Wenzel Halls and Riku um, can play off as the, maybe they know their structures a bit more. Obviously, he had a couple of games where he, after the victory game where he played and we didn't have any sort of result. I, I think he probably got injured in that second one. So you can kind of excuse one straight after a big result where maybe his influence didn't kind of bring about goals. And that's that's fine. That's going to happen every now and again. The hmm. um, second game being maybe hampered by injury and then we've obviously not done much since then. So I've got a feeling that McDonald probably has a key focal point that other strikers need to work off um, whether or not um, yeah, he's able to bring things back straight away we'll see I yeah. um, wanted to quickly ask you though there's two two major incidents towards the end of the game uh, one is McCoy Gillespie getting sent off um, second yellow did you make the right decision?
1: Uh, well you're the,
0: foul. You're foul. the to cu- foul it.
1: you're the current de- you're still an active defender what would you do in that yep. situation?
0: Yeah, 100%. What have rip him down to Yeah, I agree with you. 100%. He was going in <laughs> on goal. He, he had to... He, I mean, he sacrificed himself for the good of the team here. He's he's done it at the right time. He's not done it at the start of the game. Um, I think he's a bit harsh done by in the f- first five minutes to get the cut he got. So, yeah. you know, that is what it is. But, yeah. um, yeah, he had to do what he had to do there. I think the ramifications of that are going to be more interesting... Who fills his space? Scotty Neville. Go. Is Neville is Neville already out? Is he out of quarantine? Is he ready to go? Is he fit?
1: Maybe we probably just play, guess that he probably will. Play four at the
0: back now and just use Truan and <laughs> Shut your mouth, play four at the back. You could do. You could do. <laughs> um the other part was the handball. Uh or the handball shout that the Knicks have taken ever so well on their social media. Um if anyone's seen their twitter they've changed their fa- their, their banner uh, picture to all the complaining at the referee after the handball wasn't given um, they're really taking it well um, do you think it should have been a pen
1: oh jeez it's it, it's it's such a double-barreled question do i as someone who's supported football for so many years believe that in the spirit of the game that should have been a pen no right but do i as in knowing that the rules of the game are just at the moment like how do you even judge it
0: me me as a brisbane royal supporter referee got everything 100 percent right <laughs> and and me as a defender referee got everything 100 percent right yeah me as a player that will, if, me has someone that um uh, if that was against my team uh referees fucked it it's if we're honest it should be a pen
1: yeah like by the laws of the game it I guess he was moving his arm and that's pretty much
0: done him, right? Yeah, I think that's pretty much the case. Um, I'll, I'll get on to a bit of my... Uh, my Excuse me. <clears throat> my update on this whole shenanigans of a day in just a moment. But just a quick uh, summary. Um, that leaves Brisbane Raw in 7th place. Still hovering just outside the outside the finals here. Played 12. Went 4 wins, 4 draws on 4 losses. 16, 4, 14 against. 16 points on board. We're very much... Meh, side right about now. Um, as as has been mentioned previously, was <laughs> this game? I don't know if anyone's noticed, but there was a little bit of weather around it that on that particular day.
1: <laughs>
0: kind of lasted a little bit in beyond that day as well. So I thought I'd give you a bit of a highlights package of uh, my away day trip. That's something that you think would that be worthwhile having a listen to, Dan? Yeah, the, the listeners would be keen to it's hear
1: a, the raw experience, uh,
0: full experience. So obviously you fly down match day as you do um on pond landing obviously quite wet Pond landing of course the the uber trip back into uh into newcastle noticed that quite a bit of flooding was about just about every road had yeah you know there's giant there's big kind of dug in gutters for, for rainwater runoff most of them were full filling or just about overflowing onto the road there was a couple of flooded roadways which was a bit concerning does uber do boats in a they should. I actually thought about that. They Super should have had boats. those, aqua, you know, those aqua, uh, those duck boats with the wheels. <laughs> yes. actually, ab- they needed some of those. Someone just paddles <laughs> up a to duck you. Boat. <laughs> <laughs> The um, but there was one. Yeah, I, I didn't know how the uh, how how the blue 2014 Toyota Corolla was going to go through some of those floodwaters, <laughs> but we managed to get there in the end, thankfully. Went out to the pub, got a few drinks. A Wellington fan from from Wollongong. Right, um, well off that corporate box tickets they weren't willing to to share unfortunately but you know they um, introduced still said hi and whatnot that was great saw him afterwards when we were leaving refused to give us a lift in that was pretty garbage back into I mean I would say no, not into Newcastle I mean back to Sydney because by that stage we'd worked out we ain't getting back home from Newcastle <laughs> <laughs> game was alright the game was as we've described it you know we've um, had a bit of a laugh ripped into Ollie's sale um, and he, he heard it for a good 20 minutes at the end of the game there so it was pretty good timing for that did
1: you tell him we were coming home with a wet sail
0: no but we said once um goal goal scored we started chanting hole in sail he got some holes in the sail <laughs> he heard that one <laughs> he heard that one um the interesting part though became was that was actually after the game it's all settled in ready to watch newcastle adelaide range decided fuck it we're going to smash you all now because the brisbane game is over we're just going to really hit everyone hard Settling in. Start to get messages from the uh, from the airlines. Your flight's been delayed. Uh-oh. Flight's been cancelled. Flight's been moved two days away. Um, we started getting notifications that Newcastle Airport had shut down and wasn't going to open until Wednesday. Yeah, that doesn't work for me. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so there were about three of us there. Shout out to uh, to Zach and uh, Zach King and, and Matt Demon for uh, for awesome travel buddies on this one but we managed to get ourselves back to our hotel, which we had checked in for a total of a grand, about, around about uh, six hours up to this stage. Checked out. Um, got to the train station. Rail bus, nice. Yeah, you know, nice little extra <laughs> delay with rail buses there. <laughs> got on the train, on our way to Sydney. On the way there, we're having to book flights out of Sydney. So we've, um, we've had to do the mad dash late at night to get to Sydney, get a flight out in the morning, which we were successful at. My only concern is... Whether or not, well, my other concern was whether Brisbane rule were able to do the same sort of thing because they would not have been able to go out that day. And I was, there's pretty high concerns that the roads were going to be flooded between Newcastle and Sydney and not many people could get through. So, um, yeah, do we know what happened? They, they must have. I'm pretty sure they got back. I think they've actually gotten back by now, but I'm, I'm pretty sure they were able to make it back um, to Sydney. But um, yeah, a lot of people changing flights, a lot of people having to go out of Sydney. The airport was quite busy on Sunday morning. Oh, sorry, Monday morning, I should say. but um, yeah that diversion who who managed to sort me out which is nice but um, yeah bit of an insane sort of late night dash going from Newcastle being the Wellington Phoenix dude who refused to give us a lift back to Sydney asshole (laughs) Um, and (laughs) oh what a dick Um, and um, and getting ourselves back there was a bit of an adventure but one I'm gonna yeah if we have that sort of weather event ever around a football game again I think I might just stay home just easy <laughs>
1: <laughs> but it was an experience
0: <laughs> real experience real and experience. we didn't lose um, oh mate if we'd got nothing out of that game it would have been miserable I like at the um,
1: Brisbane Raw FC social media poster at least on Facebook it's um the comment was bringing a point back to Brisbane after battling tough conditions I thought that was a really optimistic way of describing the game like like <laughs> well, Wellington fair, was some so top wasn't... team <laughs>
0: To be fair the well the weather let's play it on on that basis it actually wasn't that bad during the games it got a little bit heavy for about 10 minutes at one point but it was mostly pretty you know you're in the rain you're still it's still raining but it wasn't super heavy you're getting smashed by it you know my beer wasn't getting refilled by the rainwater put it that way. <laughs> so it wasn't too bad it was only really when the second game started that the rain just decided to it hammer down and you know it was it was getting pretty bad so but yeah, Newcastle Airport being shut down and us finding out as it's 10 minutes into the first half of Newcastle Adelaide. That was a bit of a scary moment. <laughs> what, you can't did, really be you in did, Newcastle for two days. You didn't text
1: Warren and be like, hey mate, can I, can I get a ride with you guys?
0: <laughs> yeah. I'll just stow away in your luggage. Poor get you're <laughs> down there, right? <laughs> I don't know, was he down there? I don't know. Oh, geez, you know how, how sometimes
1: you buy beers for the away fans? I'll pay it for the flight the
0: away <laughs> oh, It would have been the cheapest beer you ever bought There was literally three of us there um, <laughs> A few people that went and sat up in the stands But yeah, pff, whatever um, Next game, let's skip on to the next game There's too much talking about my, my day out there Next game we've got Brisbane Royal versus Western United That's this Saturday 4.05pm uh, at the Aquatif, Aquatic Wildlife Stadium uh, In Redcliffe, also known as Morton Daly Stadium United come into this one uh, in 8th place right behind us with 11 wins sorry, 11 wins, eleven games played, 4 wins, 2 draws and 5 losses 18-4 uh, and 18 against 14 points on the board. They of course did beat us 1-0 last time out at their home ground. They've just come off a 2-1 loss to MacArthur over Saturday. What do you reckon Dan about um, about this one? Do you think that you think they're going to rest Diamante again?
1: No <laughs> I don't know it was he was he was injured wasn't he so it's more potentially yeah fit. he
0: still came on for half an hour
1: changed the game for him yeah I think if he's fit he'll start I think he wants to play so I think we'll, we'll have trouble we had trouble last time I don't think much has changed like I, I normally say that attitude will get you a fair way in the A-League but um, we're really struggling on all fronts at the moment I think
0: yeah it's a it's a bit of a tricky one isn't it it's <sighs> this game it looks like on paper yeah it should be pretty competitive pretty tight but if we worked off the last game it very much feels like we're working we're up against it and mm. which is a bit concerning you'd want to basically go into a home game against the team in your level to say yep we should be favorites to win this our form though doesn't necessarily suggest that uh, if there's a to say if there's a team we're going to turn it around with Maybe West United at home. It's
1: got to be someone really like this. That's the that. hard part, right? If it's not Wellington, it's got to be someone like West. So is...
0: Well, after this, we've got MacArthur and, and Western Sydney Wanderers, or Western Sydney Wanderers, MacArthur, and then Western Sydney Wanderers again. So we've got three of the sort of top teams, and then Perth after that. So we don't really face a lower team. Oh, no, Perth is pretty low. Who's low we face these days? a team <laughs> as low as Perth. <laughs> Victory. Well, Victory we're talking jets. about a team that's lower than us on the table, right? Yeah. Perth is Perth sitting nights, We don't play a team below us on the table until uh, sort of um, Anzac Day. yeah, And that's a month away. So if we don't get some, a win out of this game, our season is quickly turning to fucking shit. And yeah. we might as well be in the victory Newcastle sort of areas. So how do we line um, up then?
1: What do you reckon? Like Big big names in and out? Gillespie out?
0: Gillespie out. Yeah, and I think you're right with Neville who's probably coming, coming back in. Um i don't i see him probably going with the same team again just on a mm-hmm. just to try and give it that chance to settle um yeah but i can see him maybe i can see him maybe making an early change again um to to get the likes of danzaki and champions in there at the same time he might say could was hot garbage let's play danzaki Champness, and you know, Wenzel Hall's up, up front, top three. Just play the same and, and put um, Rico up
1: there with um, Dylan. What do you reckon? Play him yeah. as an out-and-out striker. Not like a fighting striker, but ball-defeat kind of striker.
0: The Dylan. question is, is, as you said beforehand, he might, go, he might go sort of back four again, in which case probably see and Aldred, Hingard, and Brown as your back four, so they're the four that were left anyway. Um, then you see, uh, you know, Chapman's come in on the wing, um Denzaki come in on the other wing and you probably lose Akbari or Daly to a striker.
1: Can't can't tell and... if Champness is like he just needs some game time and he'll get it together or if he just I just look I just feel like he's lazy and I I don't know if that's a mentality thing or a fitness thing.
0: Could be both. Yeah coming off a long layoff yeah. um, he, he thinks he's top shit <laughs> and, I mean, the
1: problem is he, he is good in bursts like 20-30 minutes he can be one of the best players on the park well, I don't know about starting yeah. him I'm weary
0: <laughs> we'll see I mean he might come off the bench as that X-Factor sort of player that they're looking to kind of break the game open to which is some, probably something that you still need to have you can't just rely on a first 11 to be the, the be all and end all it'll be interesting to see if they if they stick with Kudo or if they go back to Mabrado uh, the, um, the, problem I do have, the honorable thing and bring Parsons in
1: sorry the, the the one thing I think the problem with like we've got so Scotty Mack will come in and, and then you've sort of got Dylan Scotty you know, Kudo Mabratu all, all sort of fighting for a spot and that's without youngsters trying to get Joey and Riku into attacking positions that may or may not be taken by these strikers who peel out a little bit like ...that attacking two or three players... ...have got like eight names lined up... ...and I, I get the feeling like... ...we're so far into the season now... Or ...we're a certain distance into the season now... we just got to say... ...look these are the ones... ...and... ...like you got to go... ...we can't fit... ...Mobratzu and Kudo... ...we don't have time to get both of them fit enough... ...to give them a proper go... ...so you've yeah. just got to say... ...he's the better one... ...sorry mate... ...if you need to leave the club or whatever... ...you do that... ...but I only have enough minutes on the field (laughs) but you can sit around and play in npl if you want i mean but yeah we've only got enough minutes to get one of you guys fit in the next 15 rounds so yeah
0: we have to make a decision and uh and we're going to go with you if you don't like it yeah yeah
1: and then you get a bit more time for champness and you get a bit more time for whoever that is and scotty gets to play and there's enough time for like say five people in those front three roles but not enough time for like yeah. six or seven half-fit players in those front three roles.
0: Yeah, exactly right. You, 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 I think that's probably Warren Moon's next biggest decision is right. Mm. Once Scotty Mack comes in, he'll be back. Or he's he got back all the one eye on and... ACL
1: and he's like, shit, I need all these players.
0: <laughs> well, maybe he's maybe he's trying to get the minutes in them so that he's prepared for ACL. because let's, let's face That's only after the season as well. It's not now. It's yeah, after the season sort of situation. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but maybe maybe just wants to make sure everyone's ready. If that's his main priority, though, um, I'll be concerned because yeah. we want we don't want to have our main priority be the ACL competition at the end of it. We want to make sure that we you know can get to something like that for the next season as well. Um, well, he
1: won't be around for the I ACL if he if if... keeps dropping. So, <laughs> well, he probably will. To be fair to him, but well, this is true. Yeah. What if what if we're the next? He'll he'll, he'll see at the ACL, weeks?
0: but mm. yeah, whether he sees the season out after that is another matter. So that's yeah. I suppose that's the question mark. That we'll see. Um, Let's move on to the dub now. Um, Excellent round. They didn't lose. Um, Didn't win. Mind you, they didn't play. Didn't get rained on. we're still sitting... They didn't get get shot on from a great height. They're still sitting second. Primarily off the back of... Um, one of the a big blue being um, being cancelled, or not cancelled, postponed due to the weather in Sydney. Um, we've actually still got a chance at winning the league. So, primarily off the back of that. Um, Sitting in second, Adelaide United uh, are equal on points now after their win over the weekend. And uh, although we've got the goal difference on them, the only way that we could drop below Adelaide is if we lose by 10 goals. Um, sorry, 11 goals because we've got a goal, goal scored advantage. So, lose by 11 goals against Newcastle, who are second bottom in the ladder, we've got a problem. Um, but that's the only way we can get knocked out of finals. Um, we do come up against Newcastle. It's the next team. <laughs> up at Lions Stadium at, uh, at Richland's there. Sunday afternoon, 5.05pm. Uh, Newcastle sit 8th with 11 wins, 2 draws. Uh, so 2 wins, a draw, and 8 losses. 14 goals for, 18 against. Sitting second last. um they need a point not to finish dead last. I think they're pretty safe anyway because Perth <laughs> have been pretty ordinary. Um, two big bits of news out of this though. And we'll, I suppose this is just bringing the news a little bit f- further forward. It's Polk's last game for the season, as is M. Gilnick's last game for the season. Our you know, Rocket Gibraltar at the back and our top goal-scoring golden boot leader at the front. Both off on... Uh, on you know, basically off on to sweden uh Swedish excursions at uh Vitio, um after this game a bit of a shame Gunick we've actually got a fee for but uh a bit of a shame that we're that this is gonna be the last uh, last outing in the orange before they head off um Dan.
1: yeah can't can't fault um the contributions to the team um i mean and not just this season for many seasons and i mean and Polks especially so Look, it's the end of an era, maybe really, <laughs> um, but
0: well, hopefully not. Hopefully, it's just a case that they'll come back next season. But it's um. Mm. So what are your thoughts on on the fact that it's happening? You know, they're going at the end of the regular season, and they're not able to stay for finals. I know it's obviously yeah. a, an overlap with regards to the Swedish league, but it would have been nice to keep them for those finals, even if it was you know two weeks.
1: Well, I feel like the Swedes that have. Uh, acquired both these players have done a bit a bit cheeky here because we let Polks go for free and then a week later they bought our other player um probably should have just said <laughs> well you can buy one of them and if you've still got enough money you can give us a bit more for the other one um but that aside look it's look, we, we're gonna have to ask ourselves this question a lot of the W League and maybe the A League over the next few years because we did take a hit in terms of people like Europe is going gangbusters in the women's game at the moment um you know, the whole world is taking off in that regard we're going to lose a lot of our players to more financial leagues and unfortunately this is the kind of side effect we're going to see hopefully when we are sort of well outside COVID and broadcasting restrictions and we get some more regularity in our seasons and we don't overlap in this grading a manner but we are going to lose players it's just the reality of it and to be fair you've, you've kind of got to say look that's fine go and make a career of it good on you
0: I think there was a, a call from, like, to Janet McCormick during the week as well, saying the season needs to be longer, needs to be a full, proper season. It does. Do you think... Do you, I 100% agree. Do, do you think that would stop something like this happening, though? Or do nah. you think that would... No. Nah.
1: All that does is give these girls the security of professional contracts. You could sign multi-year deals and things like that because you, your league's more secure. There's a bit more... You'd be able to generate better sponsorship. You can have a proper squad. Like, at the moment, I, I don't... Um, religiously know how we manage our squad at a W League level, but if you look at the A League, you know, we can handle having a full twenty three to twenty five potential senior players and a full MPL team. They're all there. We're drawing on guys like um Demi and that. In the W League it's more like you have eleven to fourteen players and then youngsters and having a longer season with more games, maybe a cup comp, you know, something more gets more players on your books and gives them more security. So it's good. It's definitely good for the game, but it won't. The sort of money involved is not going to keep players from moving on, I don't think.
0: Obviously, they're moving primarily as well because the Olympics coming up, they want to make sure they're in contention for, for selection there. And obviously, once the ALE- W League sorry, finishes, <clears throat> there is a big gap between one and the other. They'll have to obviously find football. And so I think Pogs and Gilnick really just say, look, I need to take this opportunity to make sure I can secure football to give myself the best chance, which I can't begrudge them that at all. That's obviously something that, you know, they want to be able to go to an Olympics. This might be Polk's last Olympics tilt. Um, Gilnick will obviously be, is in red hot form. So she wants to make sure she can compete with the likes of a Sam Kerr, a Caitlin Ford, a Michelle Heyman, who's also in good form as well. Um, and make sure she gets herself on that plane as well. So there are some, I understand the, the motivation <clears throat> from the players side of things. Um, Glad that that motivation um, has at least resulted in some sort of return for the club in terms of Gilnick's move uh, for an undisclosed fee. Mm. Sad that they're going though right before finals, but that's obviously the selfish part of me not looking beyond you know the end of this W League season as opposed to you know the bigger picture for the players and their careers. As um, I said beforehand though, <clears throat> the the games that did get played well, actually. Before I was going to get onto that um, placements. So, Going into finals, let's work off the assumption that we will, and I'll touch on how that all works out in just a second, but um, who picks up... Who replaces who in um, in the squad? I'll throw a couple of different scenarios out to you here. Sure. a Krummer has played defense and has played attack. Who does she replace? Presuming that she's coming in to replace one of the two players as a direct replacement, does she replace Polks? Or does she replace Skilnik?
1: Or oh, do we... Does it depend on who's replacing the other... Who's the other
0: replacement is? And she just fills... Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. So, in terms of a squad list, and I'm I'm sure they've got other players up their sleeves that they can call upon, but in terms of a squad list, defensively, I think you've got Caitlin Torpy, which typically comes off the bench that you've got as a, as a defender. I think Torpy is more often than not a fullback, uh, but she might be able to play as central as well. Primer um, is probably more used to playing... Uh, essentially as a defensive, uh, defensive player, I believe. But we've also got a few more options in attack. So while Crummer can play f- up front, we've also got the likes of Rosie Sutton. Uh, obviously we've got Hecker, which can come and probably do a job as well. But we've got... I'm um, just looking at uh, the, the team list here. Uh, do, 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 Sean Freya is the other one that I was trying to find. Um, so we've got a couple of options up front. It may not have the star power name of Gilnick. Do you th- Do you think Krummer, who is an international player... I think she comes in as first drop in in terms of replacing Gilnick.
1: I'm probably the wrong person to ask for the wider knowledge of all the players, but I think it's got to be a
0: bit man, damn it, yeah. commit. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: think if you take a responsible head that has played in defense, you you start by patching that hole. And then you pick someone like and then, you know, you the ways in which you can attack and you can play an attack a bit more flexible so you can take not whatever you can get but you can look at a wider range of people it's hard to find good center defenders
0: I think yeah it is um, it is hard to find good center defenders especially one that's going to replace a player like Polks who has been immense um, in terms of in terms of my thoughts on this one I, I think you'd probably you you kind of flip a coin I think Torp is probably going to be reasonably, reasonably good at filling that gap, short term. Um, but you've if you got Crummer on the bench, I actually think you probably put Crummer on the bench and have that as a kind of a, an option that you can flick one way or the other. If you think it's not working with Torb, you can bring Crummer in there. I'm not sure whether Crummer has the fitness to play a full 90. Hmm. That's my main concern. Um, whether if she does great, I'd love to be proven wrong. But I can see Torpi probably coming in as that centre back um, in place of that, um, and maybe having a Rosie Sudden or a Sean Freyer coming in up front. Um, they could also change the entire, you know, Jake Gusha could change the entire you know, structure of the team to accommodate Monic now not being there as I well. Think so I think whatever you what do, how there. do
1: you, there's got to be some change to style. Um, not saying we just it for Gilnick, but the way she moves and she's quite a dominating presence as well, I mean, you play off those traits when you have it. Uh, pretty rare. Well, do you maybe move Yalop up front? That's what I was thinking when I started looking at the team list, yeah. Start pushing players forward and, and filling in behind them, yeah.
0: Yeah, I can see, actually it's not a bad one that yellow might well go forward and then you have probably got a few more midfield options to, to fill in that and then all of a sudden I mean, now we've got Kramer and and Torpy to fill in that centre-back space yeah. give you that flexibility it'll be interesting to see what happens um, if, we, if we look at I suppose the ramifications of the league and kind of where everything sits at the moment because there are uh, there are three so five more games left to go in the W League one of which is the uh, postponed game from the weekend the Big Blue um, but otherwise we've got four more games and, and I've done a little bit of maths with the numbers a little bit uh, Dan to kind of work out what each sort of result gives us and what we can hope for. So at this stage, a win will give us a shot at top spot, hey. uh, a high chance of a home final. We can technically still be overtaken for, for that, um, but a high chance at a home final, and we'll secure finals football. So we'll be guaranteed finals football with a win, the best chance of us being able to get top spot and a home final. A draw gives us a shot at a home final still, but secures finals football. So we want at least a point, if we want to play the week after, yep. Lost will see us. Should see us home, unless we lose by 11 goals, as I mentioned earlier.
1: The well, Jets have scored 14 this season, so they've got it in them.
0: <laughs> they could do it. They could. Our Andrews is a gun. He could do 11 goals. Um, <laughs> um, but a loss by less than uh, 10 goals or less, will see a secure finals with a very slim chance of a home final, and I'm talking. Everything needs to go our way. Everything <laughs> needs to... Sydney have to win everything, and all the teams below us just have to fall in a the heap. <laughs> There's a chance. Um, you would imagine against Newcastle, we're getting a win here. Would you say? It,
1: it seems likely. I can't imagine they're going to have some resurgence just to... Well, I mean, maybe they do really want to <laughs> avoid the wooden spoon. But, yeah. But I, I mean, think yeah players... a win a
0: win for new, a win for Newcastle any winner for Newcastle puts them ahead of Melbourne City and they're um into 7th so city would be second last wow, which well, everyone' would be looking forward to seeing of course, but City then have to play Perth too, so it stays yeah. like that Pol- Polks
1: and Pols and Gilnick will see us home they'll be extra motivated to go out on a on a
0: win, maybe we just lose the game by like five or six and then the the contracts for Polks and Gilnick get cancelled <laughs> we keep them for finals.
1: A Polk's contract already got cancelled by us. Whoops. Yeah, that's true. <laughs>
0: true. True. That's the W League. We'll, we'll move on to a bit of a, a quick look over what's happened in the local game, the MPL and the MPL W, before we kind of roll on to some of the last few things of the night. MPL um, Queensland, Lions FC 2, Brisbane Raw 2, um, Mikola in the 26th, Jordan Freener in the 85th for Lions, and Alex Parsons with a double 65th and 83rd minutes. Um, the, the Heritage Derby the the original birthplace <laughs> the, the soils of which brisbane raw were i suppose originally founded um uh, in this contest um we sitting second actually in npl at the moment with um, two wins and a draw after their three games seven points on the board um you saw the highlights dan you were particularly impressed by uh parsons and or or anyone else in the squad
1: yeah we were pretty some of those highlights i can't remember the bloke's name now What? What did we say? Um, was it Doolin? Oh, man, Doolin who was attacking, yeah, put on some re- put was, on a really
0: uh, good show. Mor Morland? Morland, sorry. Joshua yep. um, Morland, yeah, was yep. was killing it. Not yep. getting any any results for it, but he was absolutely like, killing
1: it. This guy's playing so well, and then Parsons popped up and scored two goals, and i um, overshadowed <laughs> him. Whoops. <laughs> um, I'm looking at this, going, hit, "Hey, look!" they
0: hit the post twice in the early stages too. Like we were full on smashing at lines, knocking on their door for the first 20 minutes, and then they scored
1: maybe Parsons is what the A-League team needs someone with a goal scoring touch
0: maybe (laughs) if anyone hasn't seen it the the, um, footage is obviously on YouTube for Football Queensland Um, for the highest package Parsons second goal there was a nice little back here which just flicked past the keeper off the cross it's that sort of quality that we'd love to see in the A-League just good touch he's he's a quality player he should I hope he gets a look in
1: Mm. yep it's a pretty good game bit unlucky um, the second goal for Lions to even it up but he headed yeah. headed yeah. that one
0: past, or didn't he? I think though yeah. Yeah, it was a bit of looped sort of header yeah. across the face of goal, which he was off his line a little bit for. Yeah. Um, it does, like I said, mean we're sitting second. We now go to on Sunday afternoon. um uh, so you'll probably all be at the at Lions, of course, to see Polk's and Gilnick's last game. So, but you can probably f- watch it on uh, on NPL TV. Brisbane Roar versus Brisbane Strikers, who in in the Brisbane derby which I'm going to dub it now because we all hate strikers. This is the um, the A-League licensed derby from back in the day. Prism <laughs> um, Strikers sitting 11th at the moment, Sunday afternoon, 6 p.m. at Stade de Paris. Um, you'd imagine Brisbane Roar will win that game because strikers have been hot garbage. MPLW. Um, did watch the highlights for this one as well. Uh, Brisbane Raw slash QAS. Three, Sainsbury, uh, Sainsbury, Ray and Sanders with the three goals. Western Pride uh 3 uh Tucson uh, Escaville and Webb with the three goals there. Um two goals let's pick out here. Webb's goal for Western Pride. Um keeper error or just really good wide free kick. Ah, uh,
1: I want to say keeper error, but I feels mean there was a lot of people in the box there.
0: It was um yeah, it's one of those ones that you don't you look at it's like uh, that should not have gone in. Mm. Something you should have stopped it from going in and it didn't. Um Sander's goal, the equaliser for Brisbane Roar. Um, <laughs> fluke or keeper error? <laughs> for those who haven't seen it, uh, for those who haven't seen it, uh, Sander's gets the ball, edge of the eighteen yard box, goes to volley it, uh, completely um, slices it, to the point where you think the ball's going to fly over the top of the uh, over the top of the, the goal has he's just hit it so so much slice on it that it's actually spun or backspun so significantly it's actually dropped in pretty much between the smallest gap between the keeper's head and the and the goal uh, <laughs> underneath the goalpost and tucked in the keepers ended up scrambling just to kind of get there but couldn't do it it was a complete fluke in my opinion dan your thoughts yeah
1: it was fluke but if you're gonna if you're gonna <laughs> have a draw and a three-all thriller you might as well have a goal like that to finish yeah <laughs> I want it's to, officially a shot on target. <laughs> I want to shout out to uh, Maddie Sansby. The first goal, I believe, that's the one where she attacked that in-yard box, uh, cutting into her right foot, and was drifting across to the right and cut and shot low into the bottom left corner. Really controlled finish. Yeah, uh, really, really good. Yeah, we don't want to talk so. about
0: the control stuff. We want to talk about the banter stuff, mate. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. That was a really, really good finish. Actually, um, uh, yeah, maybe call her up to the first team. We, we're we gonna we're losing a striker soon. Maybe we just, we'll just call her up to the first. No, team. no, that's
1: um, we've already got that last goal. That's that's the sort of talent that gets you in there. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> right. Sydney won't know what hit uh, them.
0: <laughs> in the NPLW Brisbane Roar QAS sitting, uh fourth at the moment with uh, a win and a draw. Four goals on the board, three goals against, four points. They next play, Logan Lightning down at Cornubia Park uh, on Saturday at 5.15. Um, Logan Lightning sitting 10th at the moment. Let's get into a bit of news to have a look over what, uh, what's what been happening. We've already mentioned Polks and Gilnick. Uh, last game is this Sunday. They're off to uh, Vizio. Uh, Gilnick leaving for an undisclosed feat. So at least so the club's gained something out of that, which is, uh, which is good. Um, but sad to see them both go, of course, as we could. Um, you know, They've obviously been pretty instrumental to our season. ACL playoff pathway. Um, got a bit of an update this week for us, just for some other teams. Of course, Jiangsu so, uh, basically folding as a club. Um, mm. They were a seeded side in the ACL groups. So, as they dropped out, the pathway for Pohang Steelers and Ratchaburi, uh, Ratchaburi C became much easier as they were meant to play off each other to get into that group stage. And there's two teams in that group. both <laughs> go straight in. So, is that um, the collapse
1: of China? Chinese top flight oh, you'd football?
0: Think you'd think the Chinese league is just going to be a shell of what it once was. That's um good. It's, yeah, I, I don't think there's too much left of them really to, to you know, last one out, turn, turn off the light sort of thing.
1: So when does that ACL kick off?
0: Uh, that is after the A-League Finals uh, in cool. June. In so, June. yeah, we'll be out of that. We won't even be in that to worry about, so we'll get a nice little pre-season for the ACL going in, which is nice. Oh, do we qualify? Um,
1: Where did all that land? Because once upon a time we came fourth to a third in the A-League. Do we qualify for this ACL or not?
0: Yeah, this is the yeah, ACL is we the qualify for, sorry, for yeah, that. Yeah, this is the one. Sorry, yeah. yeah. Uh, some some details are trickling through regarding broadcast deals as well um, word is that there's something uh, announcement coming soon, nothing set in stone, likely to be a summer comp um, I'm surprised summer...
1: about that summer comp thing, uh, pardon uh, apparently a lot of the uh, what do you call them, like the CEOs or the MDs of the clubs were on board with that, which surprised me, I thought they would be huge proponents pushing for winter better football better quality of life for the players um probably more aligned with uh asia and marketing in that regard but i guess broadcast money talks and they said no summer's probably a better commercial product yeah uh
0: do you think that maybe they're um the i mean obviously summer summer being the the being driven by the broadcaster primarily because obviously you've got your NRL AFL it's your big winter sports rugby union's a big winter sports. Um, the word uh, in this isn't set in stone, but I've heard, you know, rumours or, or kind of murmurs that Stan are interested. Stan have just obviously picked up rugby union, but they would probably be after a, a summer sport to ensure they've got some sort of coverage year round. Um, would you say that uh, I mean it makes sense from a broadcast point of view because there's effectively two sports during the summer um, cricket and football and then you have tennis for a period of two weeks but for a longer term sort of thing you've got effectively three sports um, do you think it's, it's if you're gonna to get to the point where a broadcast will say yeah let's go up against NRL and AFL
1: yeah like you wouldn't get a lot of money for someone if they were trying to
0: pitch that would you like, I I think well, someone someone that... would
1: if they didn't have to pay much for it.
0: <laughs> yeah, this is true. This yeah. is true. You might find that um, a lot of uh, a lot of places might just say, nah, we'll give you less to go up against these guys. Which
1: is probably why I think, oh. yeah, a lot of the MDs have said, oh, we'll, we'll, maybe it's better to go somewhere and just take the pay packet and get through the uncertainty. And now that we've got the PFA separate to the A-League, uh, FFA, sorry,
0: or the FA, then... I think yeah. they have to short term as well uh, until until they've got a broadcaster that's set i mean if you did this uh, if you did this sort of uh, 10 years ago when the a-league was was set you know it's had five or six years by that stage relatively good you know footing you know yeah. everyone's just gone mental over the fact Brisbane's you know revolutionized football in a in australia um i think you could probably start to shift those things but i don't think you can do that now although it'd be ideal like it'd be great to have it as a winter sport would fit much it's, better with the national calendar I think at the moment the broadcasters will probably just turn around and say in the bin it's, it's
1: the age old, age old adage with Australian football and probably gonna sound a little bit like Bozza but you've got a dead You've there's two schools of thought you're either dead a dream kind of avenue or fiscal responsible <laughs> and we're always <laughs> erring on the responsible path to sustain the game but to some degree, you go, well, if we don't make the decisions that's best for the sport and just commit to it, are we ever going to grow much? And I'm not saying that's right. That's obviously my preference. By the way, I framed it. But it, I understand the responsible approach too. So, yeah, it's this is all part of it. Do you just say winter's the best time, just, just deal with it and figure it out and do what we can and it'll organically grow over time because that's the best outcome? Or do you say, no, we need to... Make sure the survival of our franchises and our clubs, and keep the players employed and here, and
0: take the summer. That's the balance that APL I think have to um, have to find mm. really, because they're the ones now entrusted with with running the uh, the professional game. Um, oh, one thing which I haven't put on the news, um, but the FFA Cup is getting a rebrand. Um, oh. And they've and they've asked. They basically threw out to everyone, hey, what do you think we should call the new the cup competition? Oh, that's it's dangerous. Not the FFA cup uh, the same all sorts of stuff. But to be honest, I, I'd be in favour of calling it the Australia Cup because that actually ties in with an old cup competition back in the NSL days. Um, it was the same sort of thing, but it's just called the Australia Cup. I think that would be an appropriate name change for it. Um, other people come up with like, the Les Murray Cup. I heard uh, the Mark Cockrell Cup. Um, but I think for, for a national competition, you need to have mm. something a bit more broader church. You can maybe name the trophy after a person, but the cup competition itself... Yeah, that's it. I like the awards
1: being named after people. With a legacy, but the competition itself, yeah, you should probably leave it as a church.
0: Yep. Right. Well, there's only um, only two of us here, so a Dave's game automatically go win goes to you, Dan. So congratulations on winning Dave's game. Um, Pricey loses again. (laughs) Sucker. Um, do some tipping to to close off the evening. All right.
1: I haven't even looked at the upcoming fixtures.
0: That's okay. I've only literally just updated the uh, the spreadsheet as we were chatting here today, so we're, um, I haven't looked at any of this either. We'll start off just with a quick up score update for for everybody out there. Um, great news. It's uh, getting tighter in the middle there, so the listeners, you're right in amongst it. Yushib is still um, at the bottom of the table, 46 points. He is performing um, as he always does, but he's also only tipping the away side, so we'll see if he decides to change it to the home size anytime soon and see if that improves. Uh, in... What did we say? What was the next one? It was... Dan, you're next up. You're on 54 points. Listeners, you are on 55 points. Uh, You've got Pricey on 56, Ben on 57. So between the four of you, there's only three points between us. Anyone's game there. The rest of us, we're out in the lead. Um, I'm on 60. Rick's on 62 on top of the table. So it's almost become... I won't say it's quite split into three leagues yet, but... um, yeah, there's there's definitely a gap that's formed between Yeshiva and and New Dan, um, <laughs> Yashiva's and and then a little name. bit of a gap from you to top. So you got a bit of work to do, my friend.
1: Mm, that beginner's luck is starting to wear off. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's right. You had that last year, mate. Let's start with the uh, let's start with the A League uh, first of all. Uh, and again, we'll just tip one each uh, as we go through them. So we'll we'll tip the rest of them later on. Uh, Melbourne City hosting Western Sydney Wanderers. This is on the Friday night. Um, Reckon, Dan. City versus Western City.
1: uh, Who's at home? Melbourne City. Yeah, I'm going to go City. Western City Wanderers are getting better, in my opinion.
0: Uh, They are. Yeah, they're improving, that's for sure. Um, Melbourne City for you. Uh, I've got the pleasure of of doing Brisbane versus Western United. And look, Brisbane's... Form at the moment is draw, lose, draw, lose. So, I think we're up for a loss here. So, we'll go Western United for me. Um, That's just the form guide. (laughs) Central Coast versus Melbourne Victory. What do you reckon, Dan?
1: Oh, the big cracks in the Central Coast armour, finally. It's like the whole country is like, oh, thank God. (laughs) Like, we didn't know what was happening.
0: You say cracks in the Central Coast armour. We're going to compare cracks in the armour. Let's talk about Melbourne Victory.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's what I was going to say. But the biggest crack of them all is Melbourne Victory. I'm definitely tipping Central Coast.
0: Good idea. Good idea. Uh, Perth versus Newcastle. Over in the west, uh, look, I can't go past Perth. They have been horrible lately, but they're not Newcastle horrible. Um, Wellington Phoenix (laughs) versus MacArthur. Um, In the gong. Um, What do you reckon, Dan?
1: I think MacArthur. I don't... Wellington, they're just they're like half a team. Like They have half a really quality team, and the other half is just passengers. Sadly, when we came up against them, we had just as many passengers. So.
0: Adelaide versus Sydney. Now, this is probably, for me, um, one of the big games of the round. This is this is going to be an interesting one to, to, to call. Adelaide, a five on the trot. Um, Sydney FC, a, a little bit lower in the league, but two on the bounce as well. I, I'd in Adelaide, I'd say Adelaide might even do the job there. Be, um...
1: I feel robbed because I tipped Adelaide's coach for um, first to be sacked. Um, <laughs> and happened. since since I put that in, they went and signed like three big name players. Um, I think that Jarvi <laughs> something, Jarvi Lopez in the middle, uh, Goodwin's oh, back. And I'm yeah. just like, this is not the team that I tipped against.
0: My <laughs> Adelaide, Adelaide's depth as well is scary. They got Probably so many Europe's good jumpers. Not players. been
1: playing while they've had these five wins. He's not been playing.
0: Yeah. Ridiculous. Jesus. Um, to the dub. Now there's a game that's not been scheduled. That's the Big Blue we spoke about. It was that was postponed? We don't know when that's going to be. So we'll just tip what we do know. Melbourne City versus Perth on Thursday night. Dan, who are you tipping? City. 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 Canberra versus Sydney and what's probably cool. the game of the round given the um, given the, the implications for finals and really even our season tip with your heart um, Dave
1: tip with your heart not with your head <laughs>
0: <laughs> well here's the thing right Um, I really 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 want Sydney to lose this game and then draw with victory because <laughs> that gives us a chance to win the league so said tip with my heart and not my head <laughs> Sydney <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think we're going to win the league but at least we now know the ramifications on what we need to do Melbourne victory versus Perth on that so that Canberra Sydney game was on the Friday uh, victory versus Perth on the Sunday um, what do you reckon Dan uh, victory I think that's a wise move and of course Brisbane versus Newcastle on Sunday as well I'm tipping Brisbane for that one Um I'm just going to throw it out there because we don't know when the game's going to be but we're going to put the big blue in there as well I think it was oh I'm assuming it's based in Sydney because that's where all the fucking shit show happened with the with the rain Um what do you reckon Sydney versus Melbourne victory
1: well assuming they have to cram it in after this weekend but before the finals I mean I think Sydney it'll be hard I can see fun. them playing
0: it on like a Tuesday yeah it'd
1: be tiring I can but... see them playing it
0: on like a Tuesday or a Wednesday Sydney though I think Alrighty, righty all right all right yo yeah, that is us for for the tipping there good luck everyone get onto the polls that we have on our um on our twitter page thank you for getting involved in everything so far as well it's been uh it's been great to have. and with this being the last sort of run in for the w league um we do have scores kept for each of these competitions this is probably your last chance to get a get a run in on the uh, on the w league title so at that and uh, and have your vote count that's pretty much all we need to run through you, you might have heard uh over the weekend we also released the latest episode of the rawcast fan files this week's episode was with kate Lindsay, um the uh, former den member or den leadership uh, uh member who basically had a chat with us about her experience as a female member of a active support group but also the organizational side of things of the den in the in the background really really good listen um, and really good listen off the back of Pat's one her husband uh, who's also very much involved in that sort of area too but she has a slightly different take uh, which is which is excellent to hear um, by the way Dan have you heard that one I know you didn't listen to Pat's one straight away because you, it was in your ear all the Sunday beforehand but have you had a chance <laughs> to listen to, to Kate's one no but I will then... we'll
1: pick it up on the transit to work tomorrow I'm, pretty, I'm enjoying them personally because I don't have the history yeah. that everyone has so
0: I'll listen to them all eventually it's <laughs> It's good just to hear other people's points of view. Uh, speaking of other people's points of view, we've got another one coming out this week. Um, Scott Owen, founder of the evil uh, podcast Empire, The Raw Review, um, or the Brisbane Football Review that, that constantly competes with us uh, on a week to week basis. No, no, I'll just show you. Scott's <laughs> actually pretty good, uh, pretty good value as well. We get uh, a bit of an insight into, into the Raw Review, how that came to be, his kind of background before that, and, um, and his. Kind of what sort of things he's getting into at the moment with regards to covering not just Brisbane Raw but um, NPL um, really really good chat with him to kind of hear more about it and don't forget if you want to get involved and tell your story let us know hit us up in our DMs and just let me know we'll be happy to arrange a chat with you we, we got about three more episodes I think I'm going to make this a ten episode series this year um, and we still need three more people but yeah, we, we, this will be the last one. I'll need to record some more. Um, <laughs> so make sure you get in contact uh, and let us know. Um, socials, of course, you can't find us. Do you want to read the socials out, Dan, or do you want me to do them?
1: All right, I haven't really done a lot of talking. Oh, Or, or everyone's really sick of me, I don't know. But yeah, let's do socials. <laughs> um, you can right, get us on facebook.com slash therawcast, uh, at the rawcast on Twitter, anchor.fm slash therawcast. And at all the good places like Apple Podcasts Spotify Google Podcasts Pocket Casts and any other good podcasting platforms and just
0: bad ones as well by the way if you know any all bad, all bad ones
1: bad we can get on too. there as well yep. yeah, I just wanted to say if just if you fancy leaving a comment or something like that tell us what your favorite memories are of i mean not like they're gone forever but tell us what your favorite moments and memories are with Polk's or Nick, you know spruce up get on the socials spruce up them leave and make make a big deal out of it because they've been great servants to the club i mean like like Dave said they might not be gone forever but let's make a big deal out of it it's emotional for them to to leave at this point of the season so the more we don't we don't there, know they
0: they might be gone forever they might hmm. they might end up finding a new home in Sweden and and Set up camp there and become you know, mainstays of the Swedish league. And, and we won't see him again. We don't know. But hopefully, mm. that's not the case. Mm. Um, hopefully, we get him back here in some capacity. I know Polks is doing her um, coaching stuff here as well. So hopefully, um, we see him back. Hashtag definitely Polks like for the 2023 World big. Cup.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Hashtag Polks 153 Need to see game 153. This is only 152. <laughs> i let it. not have 153. It's an important number. Polks, go for 153. Uh, that'll do us. <laughs> Polk's for one five three. It'll be really weird when it just comes out as the number. Only four, Brisbane people will get this so reference. <laughs> It'll seem like a postcode. She comes back to Australia in twelve um, months
1: and she gets jersey number five three.
0: <laughs> no, just one five three. Her jersey number changes each game. <laughs> All right, that'll do us, I think. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us once again on the Rawcast, and thank you, Dan, as uh, well, for participating in this evening's activities.
1: Thank you very much. Thank you, everyone.
0: And like I said, thanks very much for you, for you, the listener, for joining us as well. We will see you next week.